Um, enough about me, Bucks. I want to uh, bring the attention back to you because I believe you, um, you and Elise may have celebrated. Hang on, let me sort this out. Uh, Sorry. Boo. One second. No. <laughs> Friends and enemies, if you're listening, this is uh, sensational. Um, Barks has left the building to go and tell his dogs off. Did you break it up? Sorry about that, everyone. Yeah, I had to sort them out. Just sometimes I wish they could understand English. Content catch up. <sighs> Friends and enemies, welcome back. Episode I did that as your intro, big sigh. <laughs> Episode two, season four. Quick recording turnaround for us, Barks. It's barely been a week, but we're we're here again. Um, how how are you going? How's your week been? My week's been good, Julian. Um, yeah, shout out to Riverside for our episode one that got through all clear. So, um, kudos big to fans. them. The incredible work they're doing. But no, I'm good, Jules. Um, yeah, how are you going? We saw you at the Best and Fairest last night. That was good. Yeah, we, we made it out to the Best and Fairest. Uh, congratulations, Cripper. I'm sure you're listening to this. Um, yeah, stunning shout night. out, Patrick. Uh, who would have thought? Who would have guessed that the person that won the Brownlow medal would also go on to win the club's Best and Fairest? But you never know, shocked. right? Shocked. Shocked. Stunned. Um, no, going well, Barks. Um, this is mm, a big week. It. This is a big week. So I, uh, I have a marathon tomorrow which is probably why we're recording a day early oh, uh, i did not know this is that that's fresh information up. for everyone so i am running in my first marathon tomorrow um bit nervous full bit, marathon full marathon yes um, wow so that's the old 42.2k that'll be coming out of me tomorrow um that's crazy hey are you prepared I don't know. The more time I think about it, the less well, I actually think I'm prepared, which worries me. Have you trained? Oh, I've trained. I've run okay. I've run thirty-two kilometers. So I'm hoping that like the last ten will just somehow come out of my legs. But that's we'll wait and see. Good good bloody luck. Mm. Is all I can say. I um, started uh good segue yeah. good segue to make this about me, too. So <laughs> good luck with your marathon, but it's bark, the bark show here. No, um, Part of my rehab this week, as I, t- I touched on during the week, is I'm now up to running. So mm. back into the running. And I I felt like a kid at basketball training camp with my physio because I was going through the real basic um, exercises. And it was actually kind of fun. But it's, it's sort of reprogramming your your mind. And I sound like mind, that. My body. You sound like, who's that famous? No, I just got, oh, Brett Kirk. Brett Kirk. Train your mind. We're a unique <laughs> bunch of individuals here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, but like you are literally, um, for all my ACL buddies out there, you're literally retraining your body and mind to mm. run again. So um, started doing that, Jules, and I felt very unfit during the week, I must say. You you did describe the running you were doing to me, though, and it was more like short burst stuff. So I don't doubt that mm. like that would have been a lot harder than actually getting into a rhythm and like being able to trot because yeah. I can't I can't run sprints. like. I have to be running. Yeah, but at you're the a same very fit boy. Yeah, you're a very fit man, though. And I think I think you underestimate how fit you are because I, I, as I said, I'm used to being pretty fit my whole life. But right now, like I, I couldn't even, I couldn't do the reps that was listed as the physio. Like I had to call it. I'm like, nah, <laughs> let my body, let my body tell, tell me that I'll, I'll ease into it. 
Yeah, but that's also the fact that you're coming back um, from not having run for a yeah. significant amount of time. Of course, you're going to blow up. But anyway, good on you, Barks. But back to me. The other thing that I'm, <laughs> other thing that I'm prepping for. <laughs> Make it about ourselves yeah. back and forth. Um, I am going to England next week. Um, yeah, this is this is the borderline <laughs> egg that I want to throw you because we, you know, the effort we went to, and we were both we were both excited to start season four, and then Jules just casually drops after coming back from America. He's like, "Oh yeah, by the way, I'm going to London for ten days, so that's good." Mm. I um, are yeah. you going to record over there though? Nah, probably not. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see how we go with hey, the time. You told difference. me last week offline that we were going to record over there. We're going to have a London episode. We could have a London episode, but uh, yeah, heading over to the to pay my respects to the Queen. Um, oh yeah, absolutely not. Um, no, heading over for another wedding, Barks, and it was a last minute decision that I may have like only really committed to while I was at the other wedding. Um, but wow. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Um, it's to be you're a better person than me because I would not go overseas for a wedding unless it was like my brother or or your own. I don't know, parent. No, because I <laughs> think it's selfish to. I think it's selfish to have weddings overseas if most of your friends or family are in a different country. Well, it's a separate conversation. You're going to sound like a dick because this guy actually just lives in England, so. He's not just like shipping everyone over. <laughs> no, I was prepared for that. <laughs> this is um, no, good mate, Tom. Shout out, Tom, if you're listening. Um, Cheers, Tom. Congratulations. We'll see you in a couple of days, hopefully. But I, um, I finally booked some accommodation. I finally booked a car. I'm, I'm actually flying at the moment. It's, it's going well. I've only got to book one more spot to stay in. Um, How do you have money left? Uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Well, I also don't buy my no, lunch that's... every day like someone, money bags. Hang on. I've, I had a bad stretch. Um, <laughs> but no, I don't do it every day. But that's good, Jules. Way to live yeah. up life. Live life. Live, laugh, love. Um, what so, else is going on this week? Well, oh, hold on. I, got, I haven't finished yet. I was just going to ask if anyone's got oh, okay. any contacts to anyone in England within the sports digi space. Like I know we've got a very small audience base, but chances are someone might know someone. Um, can you can you slide into our dms or my dms personally just let me know um yeah trying to meet Love up that. with anyone that might be interested um chat share a pint you know all those things etc etc going to a soccer game so um i'll yeah, let you know how that pans accent. out <laughs> sorry you're gonna come back with an accent i'm gonna come pa- back part of a like soccer hooligan group i reckon i could say that yeah, yeah i could say that from you yeah. um no, that's exciting, Jules, and I I don't want to say to the listeners that we're going to miss an episode because I think I'm going to convince you to bring your mic and give it a red-hot crack. Hey! <laughs> anyway, back to back to what we were discussing. I think um, you were saying. we need to, to pause from all the us, us, us talk because there was a significant milestone for you and your much better half, at least this week, wasn't there, Barks? Yeah, huge nine-year anniversary during the week, and that sounds like a shitload of time because it is. But um, feels like nine Woo! nine months, Jules, because that's how in love I am. You're you're all loved up, aren't you? Let's see if this works. I'm going to try and cue up a sound here. Is it no, going to work? Didn't work last time. It might work this time. Hold on. That's nah, not working. We we got no hope. You need to we? figure that out. What was it? It was cheering Winning bells. Nah, it's cheering. Ah, okay. I was going for the real big cheer, but it doesn't look like it's working. Anyway, I want you to figure this out. 
because I want to be able to hear the sounds like well, a professional podcast. But yeah, yeah happy nine years, Elise. Thanks. <laughs> what were the? What did you do? Goodbye. Any celebrations? Not really. No. Um, <laughs> it may have snuck up on me a few days too early. Oh, I'll no. Be honest, Julian. Oh, no. I um, for some reason I had it in my head that it was Thursday or Friday, but it was Wednesday. So, um, poor effort for me. Did you um? How did that go down? Did you remember in the morning? Did you get a slight reminder from Elise as to you may have forgotten something uh, significant? I walked out in the morning and there's a card on the bench and then I said, what, oh, is it the 28th today or something? And then Elise like, yeah, but don't worry, it's just a card. And then, But we've never, I'll, I'll be honest, like we've, we're both pretty big on, I mean, anniversary is probably a bit different, but like the Valentine's Day stuff, like it's never been something. I think you should just do it when you're not prompted to, but I'll, I'll give myself a whack because the anniversary is different. So I'm not, I'm not trying to talk myself out of that. I feel like this is uh early egg of the week for you. You should, uh, yeah, you well, should have that set in your calendar. I've gone to throw back at you when we get to that segment. So that's I'll fine. egg you back, but yeah, that's fine. I think, I think you should, uh, you, you're a very organized man and I'm very surprised you don't have it in your calendar. Maybe just chuck it in next year to put in to do us to put yep. everything else to do us what else has been right. happening Bucks? Um, anything oh i think you had you had something you wanted to raise about the best and fairest i don't think our best and fairest but just best and fairest in best general, fairest what do you in general. so last night uh, as we touched on we had our our club best and fairest and, and congratulations to the events team for putting on a stunning event um but by god they have got to be one of the most boring things we have to do as like content producers am i am i wrong in saying that no no i'm not going to disagree with you i think we're probably so used to being in that position though that we probably take it a bit for granted and and considering we're working as well like i think i think if you went to one of those for the first time you'd think it'd be pretty cool but i do agree like it's i don't know i don't know if there's some way you can change it up to be a bit more entertaining but um Look, I still enjoyed it, but you're right, it did drag on a bit. It's just that, like, uh, I get the excitement in the room because it, it is pretty cool, like, if you're a fan to to be there and then you really get this up-close and personal experience with your, your favourite players or whatever it might be. But mm. just to sit there for three hours and, like, listen to vote count, like, oh. You were complaining uh, often about the amount of breaks too. Oh, my God. So many breaks. Like we don't need 45 minutes for dessert. Like get that cake <laughs> out there. Let the people eat it <laughs> and send them back. Let's let's get let's wrap this up. Um, yeah, I agree. But I don't think it's going to change anytime soon because of uh, the moolah probably yeah. involved. Well, this is the funny thing. Like from my understanding, clubs actually don't make that much off best and fairest events. They kind of run at it like a – a like I don't know what equal oh, balance okay. like type thing. Yeah, fun fact. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I, I don't I don't know anything about it. I was just assuming. But mm. anyway, it doesn't it doesn't really matter. As you said, the events team did an incredible job. Incredible still, job. So you know we're not all negative. No. Um. Anyway, that's content probably about enough for this week. Let's get into some content. Hey, yeah. Bugs. Thanks for listening, everyone. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. You still want to talk content? content (laughs) um now this is one that i i think i've shared on our instagram before but we didn't actually get to talk about it because um we were off season i guess at the moment but it is christian petraka or petraka however you would like to pronounce it um famous 
Australian rules football player, one of the best players for the Melbourne Demons, uh, Norm Smith medalist, etc., etc. He has started one of the most wholesome um, channels for a player um, I've ever seen. I'm going to bring up some examples. We don't really need um, sound on this one, so we'll just have a look at this. So Christian Petrarca, I, I think this is brilliant for many reasons, but bio here, professional athlete who likes to cook. Look at this. It is just wall-to-wall cooking. Like, and lots of different stuff as well. Like, not just easy shit, not just like, oh, I'm going to make some pasta and put some bloody tomato sauce on it. Like, he's going for the whole, like, kitten caboodle here. Like, wonton soup, oof, apple pie, like, everything. And then there's this really wholesome one where he does it with his nonna, which is the one I think um, I shared yeah. on our Instagram. It is fantastic. Like, this is just brilliant. Like, also, like his commitment to it, like he he did it regardless of whether the the demons were winning or losing, whatever it might have been. Um, he just stuck with it, and I think like credit to him for just like ignoring some of these um, comments that were down there, were being like, "Oh, why can't you cook up a win or whatever it might be," um, and just sticking with it because I just think it's like I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I think it's just so wholesome. Yeah, I think it's great. I th- that was actually um, what you said about his commitment to it because you know how like sometimes athletes pop up and do these random sort of things but it might just be like a, a video every three to six months yeah. and sort of just like, yeah, like I don't mind it but like if it was consistent, I actually think it'd be cool and I, I like that he's – like you can see the amount of videos he pumps out. Yeah. I think um, he actually mentioned this as his brown. Like, shout out to whoever his partner is because I'm pretty sure she like produ- like she films and edits it. Yeah, that was the other thing. Like, yeah, it's – um. It's got like a lot of attention because that you're right. One of the questions on the Brownlow carpet was like, who actually films this? And his partner's like, it's me. She was so excited as well. Like <laughs> yeah. it's clearly something that they yeah. might do together. That's, I don't know, man. It's just like really nice to see. Um, I think my question on the back of this was just more like, um, do you think this is like sustainable for players or, or like players from clubs where they're not as successful like do you think you get this grace of like oh, i'm in a bit more a better team mm-hmm. and i can do this so i can have a bit more of a personality such a good point um i i just think you've got to push through it like mm-hmm. i, I want to say yes like before you put in the the question about um the team like a losing team i was going to say absolutely but I just think you've got to you've got to push through it because I have no doubt that this would help his footy. Like I know it sounds a bit like how how would I know, but I just feel like there's such uh, so many examples that we've talked about and seen that when people have something that they do on the side, it can't just be all footy, footy, footy. It can't be all basketball, basketball, basketball. You got to have that thing that you're interested in, you're passionate on the side. So I think I think if you can look at it from that angle. There's always going to be those negative fans, but if you can look at it from the angle that even if you're a shit footy team at the moment, um, this is actually better for that individual athlete. Like it, it's probably going to help him. It's going to help the sport and help what the fans actually care about. But unfortunately, I know that nobody thinks that way. Well, isn't it such a funny thing? It's like why are fans so pissed off when they find out that players do something else than train? Like. You know, you know what's yeah. You know what's so stupid about that is because everybody knows they do other things, but the moment you you show it off that hey, look, I cook, it's just like then the negatives comments. But you know, every athlete does these yeah. things. Like, what well, you just think they're literally just kick a footy. Yeah, and also the man's got to eat. Like, 
<laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I never get over the, the people out there that think like this. But no, I love it. I think it obviously helps that they're a winning side and they've recently had that success. But um, I'm actually curious about um, what the internal conversations would be with your club. Like, mm-hmm. do you do you have a proper sit down and uh, do you, like? Is it a question like, can I do this, or do you just do it then talk to the club? Well, surely it wouldn't have to be a conversation. Like, it's not like he's doing it during club hours or anything like that, where he's supposed to be doing something else. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. I, I I could imagine that it would still be a conversation there. I just think it's the world they're in. Like, mm. if it's going to put some sort of, I don't know negative it won't be a negative spotlight but any sort of spotlight on the club yeah maybe. anyway it's, it's probably yeah. um, not, um not on the run sheet but follow-up question to this um yeah do you think there's any players that would have like really or like any athletes who would have like really weird hobbies that they would start uh-huh. like a tiktok on <laughs> No, I don't know off the top of my head. I think that'd be a really interesting thing to look into, though. Like real niche, yeah. Not like, your golf, not your yeah. Like LeBron James doing um, flower arrangement or something like that. <laughs> yeah, like something, <laughs> something that's just completely against the grain. Yeah, I think we should. Oh, even if we don't look into it, if things come up, let's raise it again because yeah. I think that'd be really interesting. One to keep an eye out for, and maybe if there's any content producers out there that that know of. Um, any athletes that have like really weird hobbies, like hit us up. We want to, we yeah. want to have a look at that content. I don't think it's not a weird hobby, but like no. your Jeremy Cameron's probably one example of like, that he's just such a, apparently such a farm guy that yeah. like, um, he's just real quirky. And I couldn't give you an example of stuff that he's done on his farm, but I think he has a TikTok or, um, I think he's really into his gaming as well. They're, they're not left of field. Yeah. But I think he, he's an example of someone that I could imagine could do anything really. Yeah. It's so true. Like, <laughs> real country. Well, I guess, like, maybe Ed Kerno would have some weird ones. I mean, he's building his, yeah. his house out of rotten wood from Icon Park, but that's another story. <laughs> He'd be one. Actually, no, he, he runs um, a vineyard. Sorry, that's it. I'll cut it there, but that's a cool other one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. No, let's keep an eye out. I think mm. it'd be interesting. I only had a quick one this week, Jules. Yep. I saw during the week. Um, I know you don't you don't watch a lot of YouTube, do you? you no, nah, I don't YouTube. big YouTube man. During the week, I saw so Mr. Beast is his name. He's one of the biggest YouTubers that I know. I don't really follow him that much closely, but I sort of just have gone through his videos because he's so successful. He gets an outrageous amount of views and sort of money from it. I think like that's his whole career. But um, during the week, I saw a video snippet from a podcast he was on that he spends. Um, around five to ten thousand dollars for three thumbnails to be created for him to choose. So, have you ever like you've you've obviously heard people say that the biggest, the most important thing about a YouTube video is the thumbnail? Yeah. But that really just clarifies that this is one of the most successful YouTubers out there, and that amount of ridiculous money that you'd spend on a graphic. And you go to his YouTube, like yeah. we can scroll and I can put up on the YouTube version, I just maybe. But opened up his youtube so we're, we're talking about like these ones kind of here he's that that second one extreme hide and seek was actually the one that he was talking about so one of those three th- thumbnails was he paid like a graphic artist to and i don't even like you look at them like they're they're obviously very appealing but i don't know <laughs> i don't want to diss the work but they don't look like that sort of yeah. money like they don't look like they should cost them 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, is this Probably the case of like you've got too much money to spend? Probably, probably. I think he like literally like he's a millionaire. Like, I don't know if billionaire would push it. Probably does, but as I said, I don't actually watch it consistently. But it's, it, it. it's just bloody impressive. Like, I admire these the people that can like nail their craft like this. Well, yeah. I mean, um, I suppose also. Sorry to just jump in. He's got forty million views on this one video. So even if he is spending five to ten k on three graphics, like he's probably paid it off by the time this uh, video is yeah. done. Yeah. But the reason I wanted to bring it up was because I sort of wanted to take that into Clubland a bit, and I wanted to get your thoughts on um, what if a club went full clickbait with their content? Like, so what if you got a, your graphic designers to get this outrageous thumbnail for every single video you did? Do you think that would make a difference in views? Like, I'm talking if you made your interview not just a, a screenshot of a talking head. If yeah. you went to this awesome, outrageous sort of graphic like wallpaper for every interview and you put it in their face like clickbait do you think that would realistically help uh get get to get people to watch the videos that's a very interesting question i i don't such a time resource thing yeah i don't know well there's obviously like pretty um there's clickbaity titles in in media and like the articles that we write like when you, for example, like when you write an injury report and you share it out and you want people to actually go in and see it, you don't list who's like in the injury update in the first like line that you, you write it in, like or how you share it. Like it's mm. it's kind of like hidden in there and you might use a thumbnail that's like, I don't know, Patrick Cripps is in the thumbnail, but no reference to him in the text. And then people will click and be like, yeah. who, who, like what's happened? Like what's that's happened to him? Yeah. That's the type of stuff I'm talking about. Yeah. Like if you you I don't think you could do it, but I was just imagining like what if you you actually went like you treated like a YouTuber you treated your club content like a YouTube channel. Yeah. That's an interesting idea. It might um it, Yeah, I don't know. It's like how, how much time do you actually spend selling a video to actually get people to watch the video yeah. is sort of my point. Like the YouTube that Mr. Beast guy, so no doubt his videos they're they're so good. Like his videos are great, but he's obviously really nailed in that I need to get people to hook into what I do and that thumbnail is what I'm prepared to go mm. almost like maybe more time put into the thumbnail than a video. That's, it's just an interesting thought. With Mr. Beast and stuff like that, he's obviously competing against other similar YouTubers or channels that like might do the same type of video. You know what I mean? Like, So mm. if he has a really good thumbnail that you know, does change the, a person's like, oh, this video looks way better than this one. Of course, like it's worth the investment, but maybe for like AFL, you're only, or sport in general, you're only really like, not really competing with other clubs for views. If that, Mm. does that make like, it's not like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because it's you're the only one you can use an interview or an injury update. You're the only one with that news that's going out. Yeah. With that. It's not like you can have a rival, someone who also got the interview. I more mean like if you've got someone like me who I I don't go to my favorite NBA team's websites to click on website videos, mm-hmm. but if you made this outrageous looking thumbnail that really want, like hooks you in like, oh, shit, there's actually something to watch here. Like I yeah. could be missing out if I don't. I actually think that would work. Well, I think that's probably like a good example of like what ESPN and – um, Fox Sports do like they go out with way different thumbnails and like headlines to what a club would because 
they mm. they're probably more directly competing with the club than and the league than um than what the clubs are yeah. competing internally. So maybe there is a case yeah. for it because if you want to take views back from um other sports broadcasters, you probably should. Like I actually yeah, I agree. I and I actually think there's a bit of perceived um it's almost like misleading perception that mm. when you so you're talking about Mr. Beast competing against something, you just say him and a competitor put out a video on the similar topic and someone random, some big company wanted to find out how you whatever, how he painted this card, whatever, and there's two sort of similar videos. If you've got this outrageous looking thumbnail, it's almost like misleading you that that's going to be the better video. Yeah. Like that's the video you're going to watch and ref- reference down the track because it's got such a beautiful looking <laughs> cover essentially. Yeah, yeah. It's like um, there's like all this theory and it's probably getting too far out about like about um, um, CD or record covers and book covers and like all the – the time that goes, they get spent designing them to grab people, grab people's attention, and it all comes down to like, mm. well, who are you actually trying to talk to? What's going to be most eye catching about it? Are they going to be like, do they need a minimalist kind of cover to like really show the class of the whatever you're buying, or is it like, does it need to be busy and eclectic to get their attention? Like, there's a lot of science yeah. against it, so I guess it does apply to stuff like this. It's just a more um, more fluid thing because you can try things so easily. Yeah, I really like that CD example. Like yeah. I think there'd probably be cases that a cover of a CD would bomb out on sales if it wasn't done correctly. Oh, like yeah. that's there'd be plenty of those things. But anyway, I think it's an interesting conversation. And um, thank you for joining me on that conversation. <laughs> no, I'm happy to. <laughs> All right, yeah, it is a podcast it together. Is so happy to talk to about. All right, let's try this uh, one more time. I've got it queued up. Barks, you know what time it is? I can't hear. I can't hear. That's nah, not working <laughs> again. Oh, fucking Riverside, sort your shit out. Can you imagine if it's just coming up on the re- recording and I'm just pressing the button nonstop? <laughs> and you're ruining it. Yeah. Oh, that'd be good. Anyway, uh, it's time for Egg of the Week. Egg of the Week. Egg of the Week. Do you want me to kick this yeah, off? Yeah, I want you to kick this yeah, off. Yeah, I went last week. Oh, fine. Um, I've got a quick link in there if the video works, yeah, but sure. there's the FIBA, I think the FIBA game, sorry if I got that wrong, but FIBA basketball going on. Um, Australia actually just won bronze as we're recording today. Do we need um, sound on this one? No sound, no. Just um, okay, I'll pull it up. Here we go. I'll let you, I'll let you pull it up. Um, it's a press conference happening with one of their teams. Um and the camera rotates mid-question and the opponent they just played, um, two teammates are fighting each other. Oh, my God. It's a full-blown... Full <laughs> bit of a uh, scuffle in the press scuff- conference with teammates. What's going <laughs> on here? to dive into that, Jules, but uh, just wanted to <laughs> flag that egg. This player's reaction is great. It's so stunned. It's like... <laughs> She's yeah, because she's. I'd assumed that the team that like this girl that they're talking to were the winning team, and yeah. their opponents lost, who they're rotating to, and now they're <laughs> fighting over it. Um, it's just, that's not my biggest egg. This week. Uh, okay, here we go. <laughs> that's not my biggest egg, uh, Jules. I let me put this up on our Instagram and our Twitter, but I want to call you out publicly for basically when we got our three mugs made. Oh. Five. I don't know how many mugs you got designed, but limited edition. I'm going to call it limited edition. There's three of them. That's you got right. one of them. I got one of them. Yeah. AJ and got one of them. AJ. Um, but 
I discovered, and I'm going to give a boss in this egg as well. I'm going to boss Beck from the Carlton Footy Club, who's part of the video team, because Beck discovered that in the Carlton College of Sport, that Jules' content catch-up mug was left there. And upon sort of raising this with you, Jules, you said that you hadn't found it, or you'd, you'd, had, you'd lost it for months. Mm. So I just want to call you out because that – that really hurts me inside like that you've accepted losing this limited edition mug. And by me not even knowing about this shows that you had no care. You were fine with losing it. And okay. I just want, I want to throw to you to see what you're going to. All right. Here's my explanation for it. Right. So I used that mug like pretty much religiously every day. And one day As you should. I like after washing it one day, I left it in the kitchen to dry. The next day I went back to the kitchen and it wasn't there. A couple of days later, it popped back up in the kitchen on the, on the shelf in the kitchen, like where all the other mugs <laughs> oh, are. I'm just watching your expression and so this you're is, locked in. No, it's good. This is the story. So like it popped back up on the shelf in the kitchen. I'm like, oh, brilliant. Like my mug's back. Maybe it was just in the dishwasher and I, I missed it, whatever. That was the last time I saw it and that was like – three months ago, right? So I figured that someone had just taken my mug from the kitchen and I was upset about it because it's got my bloody face on it, but I was also wasn't that concerned because it's got my bloody face on it. So I figured if I saw it, I'd just be like, hey, that's my face. That's my mug. Can I have it back? I just didn't see it. I, I, get, I get you, but I, I would like you to flip the club on its head. I'd like you to trash the joint until you I, found that. Because that's, just... how, that's how mad you would have been. That's how passionate you would have been for our merchandise <laughs> to be stolen to the Carlton Football Club. I just don't um, know who anyway. bloody took it all the way over to Carlton College of Sport. For, if, for anyone listening at home, it's like, it's like halfway across the other side of the, the stadium. Yeah. Right? It's probably... so, someone would have had to make an effort to do that. Yeah, it's just shut down the Carlton anyway. College of Sport website as payback. It's probably probably Will Petulis. Yeah. He's a bit of an, like an arch nemesis it's this show. Bit of a jerk, probably isn't he, Will Petulis? Um, I'm going to return. Um, I've got it. Sorry. Uh, you got another no, one. No, no, one more. Just one more. I want to call out. I'm sick of TV shows. They're getting <laughs> stupid. They're, they're ridiculous. They're The amount of stupidity that comes from shows these days, and I want to give you a perfect example. I was scrolling Netflix through the week and um, – there's a new Netflix show called Is It Cake? And it's literally looking at weird like objects. Mm. Um, like this one had a oh, sewing, five sewing one. machines in front of c- contestants and they've got to guess which one is a fucking cake. Give me a break. Nah, love it. Rate what it. are we watching here? Very, very no, good. No, this, it's not a discussion. Rate that high. It's bloody stupid. No, nah, I'd, I'd watch that. Better than bloody maths or whatever you should be watching that shit. Um, no way. I'm going to return Surfer and Egg. Um, Bucks, yeah. we all know you um, you battle with um, people's names around the office. It's a, it's a bit of a, a running joke. You could do this every week. Oh, I could do this wanted. absolutely every week, but there were just two in really quick fire succession yesterday. <laughs> um, so we were sitting together. Patrick uh, yeah, we were sitting together and um, an email came through, an internal email from our, our HR department and it had, oh, if you've got any interest in this, please reach out to so-and-so or HR manager named Caroline. Barks turns to me and he's like, who's Caroline? I'm like, are you kidding? Like she literally is the HR manager at the moment. He's like, I just don't know who that is. Anyway, I described who she was and um, he eventually got there. 
same night standing at standing at the bar at the after party and you can correct me because i'm going to get exactly how this happened wrong but um our one of another staff member from downstairs uh dean duncan um but <laughs> Bucks, like sees him standing in the corner and he's like who's that and i'm like it's, it's, oh, no, it's, i said why does why does that guy look so familiar oh, why does that guy look so familiar sorry I'm like because it's dean duncan and you've bloody filmed an interview with him before as well <laughs> you know it's so stupid about that comment it's a, it's an all carlton after party that <laughs> yeah. only people from carlton can come in and i've gone why does he look so familiar well probably because he's probably <laughs> from the workplace that you oh. <laughs> So, yeah, anyway, we're making good progress because Barks has actually found our staff directory. So I think he's studying yeah, it now. Really the old chart. <laughs> Jules has harped on him. Every, every time Jules can, he wants to refer me to the old chart oh, yeah. and I actually discovered where it, ex- it lives. It's, one of, it's so. one of my um, my flexes. Every time Barks is pissing me off, I just go, it don't is. make me tap the org chart. <laughs> or pull out <laughs> the old chart. Yeah. Got nothing to do with what they're talking, to, yeah. talking about. Anyway, that's um, enough of that. Is that all you've got? Yeah, that's all I got. All right. Boss of the week. Boss of the week. Boss, 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 boss. Boss of the week. Let's move on to bosses. Let's flip the switch. Bit of positivity. I've already given mine, basically, but I'm going to just reiterate Beck for finding the Thanks, lost. Thanks, Beck. I do appreciate that. Up. I appreciate it too. I also promised you'd get a shout out on the pod, so I'm just doing my due diligence. On there. your back. Quick one, quick one um, on the FIBA basketball. So Aussies, the Aussie Opals won bronze today, and I wanted to just acknowledge how cool it is. Lauren Jackson, 41 year old. I think everyone knows that um, her return to the sport has been <laughs> pretty incredible, considering um, her age and how long she's been out of professional basketball. But uh, she dropped 30 points in her final ever international game. So I just wanted to touch on that. Huge. Congratulations, Lojo. Lojo? Lojo. That's what they call her. Make it happen. I don't know. That's what I call her. So her mates call her. Yep. Um, Mine is uh, a little bit more silly, um, and this will require sound. So I'll overlay this on on the audio since we haven't quite worked this out out with um, Riverside. Um, But, Bucks, I don't know if you've seen – Libbers, because I, I saw you speak. like it. Oh my god, it is hilarious! <laughs> it's, it's so dry. Just his postseason form and award season is just brilliant. So this again, it's really per- player personalities that are starting to shine yeah. through a little bit more. And this guy's a bit of a rogue unit. Um, if you don't follow AFL, he's got like Simpsons tattoos all over his arms, and like I think he's got a yeah. Kit Kat tattooed somewhere as well. <laughs> Does it? Yeah. Oh, it doesn't surprise me. Um, I won't. I won't play the the speech, but this one was one of my favourite. He he wins a medal, and he walks up to the um. So he walks up to the the like the microphone, and it's got captions, so you'll be able to read along. But here we go. Now I'm in a few words. Um, any questions? Yeah. That was, that was a bit that got me. Like, I think in the the video I saw, he, I think he comes up and he he jokes around which one which mic to speak into, yeah. And then it's just like awkward silence. He doesn't do anything, and then he's just like, "So, any questions?" Yeah, it's brilliant. It's just like 
Uh, I wish he had gone on to just not say anything else and just walked off stage. Just walk off. Because like, <laughs> how much have you actually got to say at this point? Um, I know. Yeah. It's but all a bit of the same, isn't it? That's my boss of the week. Thanks, Libba, for the entertainment. No, great. Great fun. Now we're on to the last. That's it for boss. That's it for boss. Um, now we're on to the, the last uh, segment, which Sparks' dad, shout out to him, has has gone and named the contentroversy. Uh, con, con, contentroversy. Content. Controversy. Yeah, yeah. Trying to play, play on words there. Contra, it's a bit... Contentroversy or call. It's, anyway, we're not going with it because <laughs> it's a bit too difficult. But I think it, it's the word controversial, controversial or controversy should be in the title. Yeah, we're, we're still, still waiting to name yeah. it. But we're still – and Jules, if anyone missed it, it's basically making a controversial statement that the aim is that we're going to fight about it. Mm. Um, you don't have one this week, do you? I don't have one, but I'm ready to fight. Okay. What do you got? Good. I am too. So – my controversial statement. The majority of phone videos for Instagram stories are boring. I think we overprioritize it. This is hard. This is hard because I disagree with you on so many levels in this, but I also agree with you on some. Go, ding, ding. <laughs> well, go through it. Okay. This is the point. Well, of it. it's not pointless. And if you think that, you're a bloody idiot because. Okay, hang on, hang on. Keyword majority, I said. Okay, well, still, like... Because I think we, we over-prioritise it for the majority. Nah, this doesn't mean that it's not good shit in there. No, nah, disagree. I think we need to prioritise it more because it's way more valuable than the actual bloody feed because the feed is cooked and you don't ever get anything in live real time anyway. That's point one. Mm. Point two is, like, prioritise it with better shit. That's... The story. That, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the best phone vision gets posted as a real should get posted as a real anyway because that's mm. the stuff that get goes off. But I do acknowledge your point that that's not you're saying that's not recent enough or that doesn't pop up in in the time it should. Correct. I mean, there's nothing against like creating a reel and then sharing it to your story so people can watch it. But I also find that annoying because like you want to click on it and it just takes you somewhere else and it's like I, I just want to watch this all as it is. Uh, yeah, well, that's why I think it should be posted as a reel. And the AFL did a um, perfect job of it on grand final day in my perspective. I don't know what their story looked like, but I'm pretty sure the, it was just reels and posts. Mm. Like you just make it post and live in your feed as opposed to just mm. let things disappear after a, a certain amount of time in your story. Yeah, I don't know. I still think stories are better than anything for just quick con- consumption. I find them I more I just like... don't enjoy... F- Go. No, I just don't enjoy flicking through a team's the majority of the team's content of, of game day. Like if I see one more shot of like an oval or like a basketball court that says calm before the storm in fancy text, like buddy, get rid of that shit. What, what are we like? I think we just sort of stuck of what, what, we do in the industry is like standard practice. So we just do it, but we don't actually think about what we're doing. Well, that's probably the same argument we could have with like what we spoke about last week in the, um, the graphic designers using the same like blurry perspective, fast moving objects, big character up the front, stepping on something style. Like, yeah, it's, I, it's yeah. just, you hit a point and you're like, okay, what the fuck's next? But like, I think we need to work that out. And I don't have the answer. You definitely don't. I think, I think <laughs> I, <laughs> I think I'd just rather put the effort into rather than seeing somebody 
one person from each team going around with the phone prioritizing that vision of phone vision i think it'd be better put off if that person had a, a camera and was prioritizing photography like for me personally i think and then you put up the really nice photos on your story like for me personally that's what i'd rather yeah consume but like if a picture tells what was just saying a picture tells a thousand words or something or says that's speaks a thousand yeah. words and what does a video speak it's a, well, so this 25 frames per I, second, I like, that's what it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to add it up? Yeah, got no. it. Um, this is my point. The majority of what I see are just not worthwhile. That's not that's not saying that there's not stuff out there that isn't great access. Yeah. Like, there are still teams and clubs that do a really good job and individuals that do a really good job. But I'm just saying I'm sick of seeing like 20 little lines and half of them are just generic phone vision of someone training or there's no – there's no point to it. It's like, look, there's someone out there kicking footy. Cool. Well, I think that's just because, like, it's funnily enough, like the same thing happens every week. That's the hard thing, isn't it? Yeah, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I just think it's – I I don't want to say it's lazy, but it's just like I just tapped through that shit. I'm like, no. Nah. Well, I've – like, side note to that, and we don't have to keep going on this, but it's like – do we just think that because we see it every week so we're like sick of it and we see it like three times a week like we see fucking oval Possibly. every day or we see so-and-so doing a kick or a handball and we're like oh god this again or this player doing boxing mm. beforehand like i'm all for it i think like we need to to change it up like for either from a perspective point of view like do we use gopros more to like you know you're like, mm. like the person holding up the boxing bag and getting hit or you're receiving the kick or whatever it might be is that the content that goes in the story is like and then can be a reel as yeah. well like there's no saying you can't yeah. do both but don't take and that idea clear, i want to do that <laughs> <laughs> to be clear this wasn't me uh reflection on carlton i'm yeah. not just talking our, oh, no. our club um speaking of gopro i saw this really cool video just completely off track of someone um GoPro on a chest of a basketball player, but then you saw all the actions of them dribbling. Like oh, yeah. You saw the ball. It must have been this weird, different GoPro, but then you saw the action of how they actually shoot. It was really cool. Really cool perspective. There's this cool one called like a 360 cam that you can wear as like a, um, yeah, a pendant. Yeah, maybe it was that actually. Might have been that one. But anyway, now we're talking tech yeah. and that's not what this show's about. <laughs> no, that was controversial or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Contentroversial. That's been controversial. <laughs> I reckon it's got something in it. And I hate off it. The <laughs> Smooth. Oh, let's wrap this up. Okay, guys, wrap it up. All right, Julian. That's it. That's it for another episode. Episode two, season four. Thank you, friends and enemies, for tuning in. We we do appreciate it. And, and um, give us feedback on the first two episodes of the season. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, check us out on YouTube. All the usual shit. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Goodbye. Jules. Jules, got anything? Uh, nah, just uh, holler at your boy if you're in London. <laughs> oh, yeah, London. Yeah, any London content creators out there, it's shout London, out. Baby. I want to see Jules meet someone. Yeah, make some Enjoyed friends. London. And we'll hopefully see you next week. Jules will be on the road. Yeah, we'll see how we go, hey? <laughs> yeah, probably won't happen. Yeah. All right, thanks, everyone. All right. Bye. 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 <laughs>